When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast. My goodness, we're coming up on week five. Cinco! Cinco, cinco, cinco. And we're going to preview those games. So we are going to go ahead and on, you know, maybe the, maybe the most frivolous of all sports podcasts really we're going to go ahead and take a moment to pay some debts because even a silly podcast like this one we run in the red sometimes we particularly run in the red when we ask something of you the listener and you pay off you pay off spectacularly above and beyond any reasonable expectations every single time in fact i can i can say and i think my two co-hosts jason kirk and ryan annie will agree with me the least disappointing part of this show for all of his disappointments, the listeners. Is that correct, Ryan? I would tend to agree with that. I mean, there's one exception. One listener. There's one listener yeah. we're disappointed with. Yeah, it's it's me, the one who edits it, because I listen to it at the same time. Um, no, y'all have, been, y'all have been killing it on our charity drive to help victims of the three recent hurricanes that have struck Texas and Florida and the Caribbean, specifically Puerto Rico. Um we are, we, I mean, I'm way behind on the count. Again, I'm bad at my job and everything involved in it. Um, but we are, I'm pretty sure we're, by the end of, by the time this comes out, I'm betting we're going to hit $10,000 raised for these charities. And that's awesome. And we deserve no credit for it whatsoever because we didn't do it. You did it. You, you, you're the ones who did all of it. You're the only good part of this podcast. If we could somehow reverse the polarity so that the podcast was you. And Jason Spencer and I listened to it. Number number one on iTunes. Absolutely. Fuck cereal. <laughs> with three with three steady listeners. That's fine. If, we'd be if, dedicated. If, you know, if it was restricted, we'd be yeah, we'd be that dedicated. Yeah, I mean, not only do y'all produce the majority of the um, actual useful content for this show via sending us uh, questions and hot takes, um, you know, you you also give us like one thing to associate ourselves with of actual physical tangible redeeming quality uh and who who saw that coming not i not no I. we we owe we like i said we're gonna thank everybody who's contributed to this campaign over the course of the season because we can't do it all 
over the course of a couple shows. Um, but Lane Karasik, Jordan Hill, Jim Jones, Jason Ringer, shouts out to all of you. Zachary Sawyer Tribble. That's right. Somebody out there in the world is named Zachary Sawyer Tribble, like the Star Trek animal, listens to this podcast, donated to charity, and specifically said, here is my full name. I'm fine if you discuss it. Zachary, you are living an amazing life. You're, you can do anything. Do you know how I know that? Because you made it this far, and your name is Zachary Sawyer Tribble. My last name is Nanny, and I've barely done anything. But you've proven that you don't have to be saddled. You don't have to be limited by what your name is. Spencer Hall sounds like it should be some sort of regal British hunter. Look what he's done. Yeah, no, nothing close to that. Jason Kirk is a fine name. I don't have real strong feelings about it one way or the other. Mm. Okay. Wait, what's your middle I mean, name? I, I, Wait, what's, I just your, like... what's your middle name, Jason? Oh, oh you don't know Jason's well, We've discussed name? this before. Yeah. We've discussed this on here before, at least twice. It's um, it's Earl, the name. Earl, right. Yeah. I mean, we recycle content. No, no worries there. Jason Earl Kirk is definitely an ass a presidential assassin name. Yeah, but Earl Kirk, that's like... Earl Kirk, man, that's a that's a tight end, right? Earl Kirk, twelve yard reception. Well, the other thing you could do is, you know, you know how like, you, you know how like Jeb Bush's na first name is not Jeb, right? What? Yeah, <laughs> Jeb Bush's full name is John Ellis Bush, and he just goes uh... by Jeb for short. So you could be Jack if you wanted to. Uh huh. Jack. Spencer could be. <laughs> <laughs> We have other people we have to thank, though. Do you want to do that now? Do you want to dive into the week? How do y'all want to do this? This show has no structure or purpose. It's sort of it's sort of like a manatee. Uh, the first thing I want to do is I do want to. I know that when we uh, contributed above a certain threshold, right? Yeah, we were going to read something that this person wanted us to read. Correct. Yeah. Yep. So what I want to do is try this. Um, let's go ahead and do the first one. I'll take the first one that applies to me. Go for okay? it. Okay. And this, and this is from, uh, uh, that would be from Mark. It says, my only wish is for you and Spencer to admit you want Florida to adopt the flex bone. And let me just tell you. Yeah. Um, I, I have to, he, he paid money for this, right? Right. So I have to, I'll, I'll admit it. All I want is for Florida to line up with the A-back wing back and a B back and just move those chains, man. Just move those chains. We can't pass anyway. You seen us? Let's eliminate that problem completely. Shorten so, the game. So here's, here's what would be valuable about that to me. If Florida, if Florida decided, yep, we're a flex bone team now, then Georgia ostensibly is more prepared for the Georgia tech game at the end of the season. And then if they lose the Georgia tech, that's even funnier. Oh, definitely. I, I think it's I think it's a pro. I think the days uh, quarterbacks are unnecessary. You know, look at the NFL. The NFL is thriving. They have like four quarterbacks. Don't look at the NFL. Don't fact check any of this. I'm sure it's doing fine. But they, like most NFL teams don't need a quarterback. Why do we? Why should Florida? Let's just be done with it. Let's be evolve. Let's evolve past that. That's the, the quarterback is the appendix of the offense. Nobody knows what it does or why it's there. All that can happen is that it can get inflamed and kill you. 
So people always say that, you know, the option can't work at major college football these days, which is totally ignorant because every offense at every level uses the option to some degree, even if it's only in passing routes or only in um, QB progressions. Through, you know, the, the air raid could in some ways be considered an option friendly offense. But even if we're only talking about the triple option, the flex bone, it has been demonstrated that it works in the swamp. Was that? Thank you. Fuck, man. That was, that, that, no, that's no. No, I, no, no. I, um, it's fine. No, we're. You know what? Let's let's keep diving down this. This is from Mike Spears. Michael Spears reminds Florida that they gave up a thirty-three ten lead to Brock Berlin. They sure did. Hmm? I sure was at that game. I sure did. I sure did experience it. Yep. Thanks. God, charity is hard, but you know what? We do it out of love. We 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 do it because. It's all for a good cause. And also because that's just facts, man. Ron Zook's defense couldn't defend an in-cut. They just called an in-route, called a dig-route, like 400 times in a row. We never defended it. Um, I do, would you all like to know what Brock Berlin is doing now per LinkedIn? I would. Sure. Um, he sells medical devices with Johnson & Johnson. I did not know that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's. That's amazing. It's also not football, which is very good for you. Way to go, Brock Berlin. What's confusing is if you go to Brock Berlin's LinkedIn page, uh, it lists his experience. It says, he, education, University of Miami, 2002 to 2004. How dare you leave out Florida? You did go to school there, in theory. Um, and then it says that currently he's um, a, a territory leader at J&J, &J, whatever that means. And previously he was within a different division. Uh, he was selling medical devices um, in Shreveport. Maybe he still is in Shreveport, but for some reason associated with, like, I kind of have to show you guys what I'm talking about here, and I'm going to drop it to you. Um, the Rams logo is next to it. I don't think the Rams, this the, the LA Rams, are affiliated with medical device sales, but I can't prove that they're not. Mm, I mean, Jeff Fisher basically is a contraceptive, so. That's not, I mean, well. Yeah, yeah, over the past... Um, 10 years, the Rams franchise, it's sort of been, you know, just dude, 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 you know, feel like you're, feel like you're, feel like you're watching Live, the plug that's just it. yet to be pulled. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, am, EKG, I'm living in an EKG. It's usually like eight bars above the midline sure, and then yeah. eight bars below and it returns. Yeah. yeah. Is this going to give me full mobility? It'll be 50% of what you had, buddy. But you know what? That's. <laughs> That's it's better something. than 50%. Yeah, it's something. So, you know, it's six on one hand. It's, be hey, hey, it's, it's better than Rod Marinelli medical devices. Whew. <laughs> Man alive. That Greg, Sh that Greg Schiano, like, uh, <laughs> port. You don't want that. That's got sepsis written all sorry, over it. Sorry, sorry, sorry. This, uh, this uh, knee replacement comes with MRSA on it? Yep. You're going to get it anyway, so get it out of the way. That's the way I view it. It's a... Uh, it's that that makes it uh, biodegradable. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. This could kill me. Yep. <laughs> All right. Go back, guys. You'll be badass, though, won't you? Speaking of someone who's survived things and, uh, you know, can run a two-minute drill. Hell, he can run a less-than-a-minute drill. I do want to take a moment to note that, uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's the sister sport. I sort of think of it as, like, the stepbrother that has semi-vague relations with college football. 
that'd be the entire college basketball world blowing up because of not a recruiting scandal, right? Because we have recruiting scandals in college football. And sometimes there's some violations of the law that happen when you get into improper benefits. But y'all, college basketball got a federal corruption probe. Federal. Federal charges. And when this, and when this happened, when the FBI and the Southern District of New York announced, like, it started leaking that this was happening, my mind was like, well, this is probably connected to gambling or organized crime. But yeah, no, it's just... Just pretty much standard practice. Just pretty, uh, pretty much the thing that we all thought was happening is happening. And guess what? It's a federal crime. That's cool. That's fun. Yeah. Come to find out that the way college basketball works is actually illegal. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> that so that the thing we've been doing for a hundred years, we were we just weren't supposed to do any of that. Oh, okay. Well, illegal. you could have said something earlier. Like the capital I kind of illegal, right? The kind that follows you all the way to hell. So one one uh, random note here. The way we record this podcast on Wednesdays makes it, in case you're just now joining us, makes it so Spencer and I are are like literally on different time lengths. So I interrupt him like crazy because I can't hear him start talking until I'm like three sentences in. Just in case you're... (laughs) Just in case you're wondering it's about fine. that. I'll fix it all in post. I won't fix it in post. No. I won't fix it in post. But yeah, um, if you're interested, let's spin this in the positive light, right? Maybe you're looking for a change of career. Maybe whatever you do out there right now isn't satisfying to you, isn't challenging, and you just like to change. That's totally helpful. Listen, I'm, I can speak to that. I am somebody who started out doing one thing, and now I do something completely different. Would you like to be athletic director at Louisville? It's open. You'll get to hire a basketball coach. That's fun, right? You might get to work with Tom Crean, as it turns out. Spencer, have you considered being the AD at Louisville just so you could talk shit to Tom Crean to his face, just so you could come up to him every day and just be like, Hey, uh, so here's the Twitter search for the day. Here's what people are saying about you. Just wanted you to know. Okay, you can leave my office now, fuckface. Oh, the number of things I would do in a negligent, possibly criminal fashion as athletic director of Louisville. Well, first of all, evidently, that's not a problem. It might be a requirement for the job (laughs) based on this case and based on previous hires. But yeah, oh, I'm talking all kinds of shit. I'm going to talk about, like, I'll be like, I'm over on the other side of the river. I got all this water between you and and me and Indiana. Like, aren't you jealous? God, I'm not in Indiana. Tom Crean, you have to live in Indiana every day. You have to be Tom Crean in Indiana every day, where you can walk around with your eight sizes, two big pants, and just yank them all the way up to your nipples like it's a gangster movie from the 30s, while you sit in the corner going, yeah, yeah. That's the noise Tom Crean makes. I know he does. He has to pretend he's normal, and then he sort of just like Scarface is out at home. You see, that's that's what I would do. I am also confused if if the reports that came out today are true. Somebody lost their job because they refused to fire Rick Pitino. What? what? Oh, he didn't expect that to happen. There's or, zero or, chance. Or orgy videotape. Which would also not be surprising at Louisville. 
there's uh there there are plot lines here and you know you never know when something that you thought was resolved in episode one comes back in episode 15 listen the important thing is that in times of trouble you need a steadying hand you need somebody who can guide you morally motorcycly bobby petrino is there and and they're gonna get through this y'all they're gonna get through this Man with the the fifty percent lessened buyout. The man who uh, it was in his contract signed board with Tom Jurich that if Jurich goes, listen, we're, these two are so tied to each other that Jurich is staking his reputation on Bobby Petrino to such a degree that uh, if Jurich leaves, it'll cost half as much to steal um, to steal the coach away as several teams have done. Over the course of history, and now Bobby Petrino's buyout just fell from 8.5 million to 4.25 million, which ain't nothing to you know say several SEC schools. This is like when Whole Foods announced that avocados were only going to cost like what, like a dollar mm-hmm. or two or two bucks, right? They're like, yeah, we're having the price on avocados. I'm like, there's a run on Petrino. This avocado Wait, might this- sleep with your wife. Ah, you know what? It's cheap though. <laughs> there's also this. There's Arkansas, Arkansas, like, doing everything they possibly can, committing vast, like, rooms full of researchers and legal assistants and lawyers to go through the contract and find some way, any way, of cutting Brett Bielema's massive buyout. Like, they're like, come on, Codacil Codacil 6A's got a budge, y'all. Let's find a way to do it. (laughs) Is it like, there's there's one line in... Bert's contract that's like, if Bobby Petrino's buyout falls below $5 million, <laughs> Bert's buyout also falls below $5 million. Bring, I, bring, bring, bring daddy home for $10 million. Honestly, I think if you're Arkansas, you just pay off a genetics lab to be like, oh, well, you know, we looked at his blood and it turns out, um, yeah, he's full Hawkeye. He's a, <laughs> he's a direct, he's a direct descendant. I think this is where we get extremely nativist, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we just go, because this plays well in Arkansas anyway, right? You're like, let's blame an immigrant. Okay, well, cool. Nation of Arkansas. I I don't need to take anything about Arkansas from somebody who's not 100% hog. And those those people were born here. Just try it. Brett Ferentz. Brett Ferentz. It, it rolls off the tongue, right? We can yeah. convince Kirk Ferentz that Brett is his true son and that brian is the imposter and boom he's the head coach in waiting at iowa and you can't be the head coach in waiting at iowa and the head coach at arkansas that's ridiculous they're just doing the ferentz test like are you really my son goes up makes an offensive formation with six linemen brett bielema goes up there and is like well seven linemen like find me a way to do eight let's do it let's do eight come on brett Brett, what's the ideal number of plays to run in a game on offense? Twelve. Ah, I see. The the test is coming back even more positive. Look at that. You are the father. <laughs> Maury Povich is just just can't believe what he's seeing. Um, let's talk about week let's talk about week five a little bit. It's a confusing week in that the games there are interesting games, but they're not in the spots that they're supposed to be. This is sort of one of those meals that you eat all out of order. It's a cafeteria meal is what it is. You put it all on your tray 
and then you're like, ah, fuck it. I'm going to have frozen yogurt first. Later I'll have corn. It's fine. Although I guess we're starting with corn in some ways. Yeah, we're starting with corn. Yeah, so it's not fuck. I, this is already getting away from me. We're starting with corn dessert, with corn corn yogurt, corn pie. Corn, corn, corn. souffle. Corn souffle. Texas is going to Iowa State Thursday night. Gentlemen, your feelings. We've already we've always overestimated Ames as a place, yes. right? Because they got clean water. The cleanest water. Wasn't that the thing they were advertising? Ames? Ames has water? I think yeah, it was water and people. I think that was all they could reliably lay claim to. Well clean people. That's, take baths here. That's fifty percent more than the state of Georgia's got. So got people. Water? A little scarce. Also, definition of people varies greatly. Looking at you, Augusta. Terrifying. Basically like Roadhouse, the city. That's what Augusta is. The whole thing. I would say this too. On Friday night, we have a a banger. Like an absolute banger that has, for me, all of the hallmarks of the the like gumball light emergency warning system blaring kind of uh, matchup. Uh, in a conference game. That's right. right. It's Nebraska at Illinois, 8 o'clock in Champaign. Bubbles, 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 bubbles. <laughs> is that not? There is, uh, there is definitely no sex in that champagne room. <laughs> None. Not what, not what you would, not what you, not what you normies would consider sex anyway. No. no. Welcome. Welcome to the Align I Love Ben. Sad masturbation that doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> um, that and uh, that is not the game I was referring to. What I was referring to is a game. Uh, USC has to go play Washington State on a Friday night. Let us review the number of ways in which this is screaming trouble for USC. One short week. You're on a Friday. Two substantial amount of travel not looking it up number of miles between los angeles and pullman washington conservatively it's four thousand miles <laughs> seems right yep yeah it feels right and you know what it's in my heart feels right i'm gonna go with it it's gotten this nation to where we are today and it's working just fine also this is a team usc um how how their last two games is it best to say that they are uh figuring things out and still winning I mean, throwing all, a ton, like Sam, Sam Darnold throwing a ton of picks. Yeah, they're still they're They're a little bit all over the map right now, which that'll happen, I guess. I mean, I guess. But Sam Sam Darnold's like super pressing. Doesn't seem to be on the same page with his receivers quite yet. Defenses look eh, pretty good. They gave up some substantial yardage to Cal, though. And if you're going to give up substantial yardage to Cal, oh, meet, meet my friend Washington State. USC right now is 55th in the nation in yards per play allowed, sandwiched basically in between TCU and Indiana. So fine, but not like, oh shit, look out. It's still a better challenge than they faced yet. Right? Like, yeah. I watched, I watched USC at home go to OT with Texas with a redshirt freshman quarterback. And it, it honestly, like, you're watching it and, like, they did not have 
they had control for most of the game, like better teams sometimes have in really tight games, and then just kept forcing mistake after mistake after mistake to keep Texas in it. Oh, and here's the other thing. Uh, there's absolutely no way USC is as up for this game as Washington State is. None. None. Here's the scary thing. Washington State didn't do that thing where they lost to an FCS game. I don't know what their behavior pattern is now. I'm so used to Washington State loses an FCS game, has like three or four games to figure it out, and then just finishes on a blue streak. That's that's not what's happened here. They're they're undefeated, and the defense is playing pretty well. And that, that's enough to go, well, you, we got to tussle. I mean, Washington State's going to win the national title. Y'all know that, right? Or... No, lose it to an FCS team. No, Washington State is going to win the national title because this is this is the world where Donald Trump's in the White House and Mike Leach is his best coaching pal. So it's just just understand that it's going to happen. Will he be? <laughs> Does this mean Wazoo is like appointed national champ? Yeah, I mean, look, that's why the Pats won the Super Bowl. We all know that was fixed. That's why shit. Bobby yeah, Knight is Bobby yeah. Knight is probably going to win the college basketball title this year. I don't know how. Oh wait, at Louisville. Louisville, you're winning a college basketball head, title yeah, this year yeah. with head coach Bobby Knight. Congratulations. Um, uh, the only way I can see Mike Leach and Washington State not winning the national title is if Lou Holtz somehow takes. Oh, you know what, Lou Holtz, you're probably going to get a coaching job at the end of the season. Uh, I don't know where. Doesn't really matter. Georgia. You know what? Something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. Kirby Kirby is going to t- step away, take an NFL job before the playoff starts. Lou Holtz is going to step in, lead Georgia to a national title. Lou Holtz, Georgia football legend, White House visit. It's all, if this I is never, all, like, just look at the pattern. Just, this is easy to see. Scott Bayo, best actor, Kid Rock, best album. I mean. I never, I never thought the problem with Lebensraum. Lebensraum just means living room. That's where you relax. That's where you put on the TV and you watch some CSI and you just relax. That's what Lebensraum is. Here's how I know this is right. The media won't talk about it. Mainstream media, look it up. They won't talk about any of this. Find me the mainstream media that says Washington State's going to win the national title. Absolutely won't talk about it. You know why? They're scared of the truth. They're absolutely scared of it. Go Wazoo. Go Kooks. Brian, Brian Floyd, constant guest of the full cast. Your thoughts? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, just excellent. silent confidence. That's all I'm hearing. That's just he has he has he has no objection to what I'm saying. That's what I'm hearing. And then there's Saturday. Saturday is going to be painful in the, in the start of the day. Like it is hard for me to point to anything at noon and say you should watch that. There was potentially one exception, and that was going to be Maryland at Minnesota. And I know that sounds a little like batshit, but Minnesota's undefeated. Maryland did beat Texas. I I think Jason might be the quarterback at Maryland. Like three quarterback injuries. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm pretty nervous. I don't think you should do it. I don't think you should, and and let me be clear. I, I'm not saying I don't think you should be quarterback for Maryland. I don't think Maryland should have a quarterback. I think we should recognize that that's just a position of hazard, and in the same way that we don't have leaded gasoline anymore, we should just say, like, oh, yeah, there used to be a time where Maryland had a quarterback, but we found out it was killing kids, so we don't do it anymore. <laughs> it's Retson. we got to put it on the label, <laughs> let people know there's Maryland in this. 
we took the asbestos out of this offensive formation. Now it's just a running back. Now it's just a center snapping the ball straight up into the air. It's safer this way. I mean, the curiosities on the noon shift for me are the following that we have. Uh, we have uh, not Vanderbilt at Florida. No, God, no, no. That people people keep asking us, like, which Florida SEC East game should be the new El Asico. It's absolutely Vandy, Florida. Absolutely yep. Vandy, Florida. I don't know who's going to win. It's going to be 10-7. That's, that's how this game goes under Jim McElwain, and that's how it's been for quite a while. The games that were at least sort of worth, I guess, you know, keeping a toe in would be Syracuse at NC State. NC State, fresh off an upset of Florida State. Probably feeling pretty good about themselves. Uh, remember we were talking about signs for that you're in trouble in a game? This is a noon kick after a big game. That means like you got a massive letdown and a Syracuse team that pushed LSU hard into the fourth quarter. Uh, I think a team that probably will, you know, in a month or so feel like, you know, if, if nobody gets injured, they're going to be rounding into form. And this could be one of those moments where Syracuse is like really set to, uh, to upend things and upset North Carolina state. Um, that said, uh, they're, they're still Syracuse. They're very exciting. They're still Syracuse. So that's, that's a hedged bet. Uh, the other one to keep an eye on in the early sl slot. Um, do you like defense? That's cool. I don't. North Carolina at Georgia Tech. <laughs> Let it roll, boys. The open road. Not a roadblock in sight. Let's just see, see how much mileage you can get. What is North Carolina's record at this point? God, they're one in three. Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you, do you like... Super aggressive offenses with absolutely no defense to back it up whatsoever. Right? Georgia Tech can at least play a little defense. North Carolina, um, they've been playing with a red card every single game. Ten defenders on the field. Ten defenders. Just doing a great job to be one and three with. That's Kentucky's move. You know that. Yes. No, no. That's literally Kentucky's <laughs> move. Me. Ha-ha. Making, making a joke where somebody actually doesn't have 11 men on the field. You, literal. Uh, actually, Kentucky only had 10 <laughs> men on the field. We're not making anything up! And Florida skillfully took advantage of that mismatch. That's right. Suck. With its uh, offensive planning. Listen, a punt, in some way, is really just a corner kick, right? It's fine. We're all soccer fans. Wow. I'm going to use that as a shameless transition to some more love for our generous listeners. This is from Lee. Hurricanes are rough because you get out and leave almost everything behind and you may find it wrecked when you come back. And that's good preparation for Aggie football because you can comfortably evacuate the bar at half and come back to find your team in ruins. You know, A&M at this point is willing to do that in, in either way. Whatever you think is going to happen, A&M is pretty reliably gonna say like, nah, it's not that. There's a twist. Hello, welcome to M. Night Shyamalan's the college football team. It's exciting, and you're going to get sick of it, and you're going to wonder how this person keeps their job so, 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 so long. Lee wants you to know that you will find Florida versus Nebraska on TV, only it's women's volleyball. I think this is a little bit old, um, and, the lady, and the underdog Lady Gators will sweep Nebraska, and you'll have found something you never knew you always wanted but always needed. The full cast is now exclusively about SEC volleyball. I'm going to look this up um, because, Spencer, did you go to any volleyball games at Florida? 
I did, actually. I think uh, I went there when the uh, big star on the ladies' volleyball team was Isan Gokberg from Turkey. So, yeah. Florida Florida women's volleyball is the, the program at the school with which I feel the most emotional connection. And I know that sounds weird, but Mary Wise is an awesome coach. They consistently have, like, a really good team. They haven't won a national championship, but they're 9-0 this year. They did, in fact, beat Nebraska. Um, early in the season, they beat number one Texas. See, Texas, you're number one. You know what? We should all get into volleyball because that's where everything's better. You know who, you know who was number 19? Florida State. You know who's not ranked in volleyball? Mm, Tennessee. So some things are still true. Unfortunately, yeah. but by and large, yeah, I, you know, I'm I'm not totally opposed to making this an SEC volleyball podcast. Although I don't know. Listen, if we're talking about SEC volleyball, we're back to talking Bobby Petrino. Shit. Oh, hey, what? Are we we are shouting out people. By the way, I have an unrelated shout out. Yeah, it, the full cast membership has its benefits, both for you and for us. Revelator Coffee just gave me like free coffee the other day. Just because what? Just, just because in the Revelator Coffee management superstructure, we have a couple of full cast listeners. So in return for that, I'm bribable. Shouts out Revelator Coffee, based here in Atlanta and out of Birmingham. Delicious cold brew. There, look at that. I like Marketing. that. I like that you said. You said you said benefits for the listeners and us, and then mentioned something <laughs> that only you got. Legally, that means you can go to Spencer's house and he has to give you coffee. Okay. Well, I, was, I, I guess I was just thinking the, the the listener doesn't have to listen to a sleepy Spencer. Yeah. Ryan's an Ryan's an attorney, and um, legally he cannot lie. That's true. No lawyer. We'll get us out of this one. No lawyer can. That's why we're the greatest people in the world. Ever. <laughs> Ever. I, I I will finish out our our thank you ads for the week or for the episode, rather. Uh, thank you to Nick, who wants who donated to show that Notre Dame isn't always trash. That's You know what? That's fair. It's just Notre Dame football that's always trash. Notre Dame basketball? I'm fine with them. I don't know why. That hate just doesn't carry over. It's just Notre Dame football. Always trash. But Nick? Ted, Ted Leo. Ted Leo. Fine musician. Yep. Great dude. Went to Notre Dame. Yep. So, Nick, you and Ted Leo and Notre Dame basketball. You're all cool. Football? Aaron, no. Aaron, Aaron Gloria Ryan, entertaining reporter for the Daily Beast, I believe. Yeah. And last but not least for this week, Druid City Brewing donated to, uh, to our little effort here. Druid City is the, uh, the group that amongst their main, besides their main endeavor, they're the ones that do all the good chalkboard drawings of Nick Saban in various, like, rap albums and rock albums, right? Correct. Right. Fantastic. I mean, they literally, again, Jason brought up that our listeners provide more of the content than we do. That's been true of Druid City for a long time. I have not been. I think Spencer has. I, I have. I've been on I've been on several occasions, and it is a magnificent place. If you are going to an Alabama football game to post up, have yourself a couple of their delicious locally brewed beers. Uh, parlay with uh, Bo Hicks, the mayor of Tuscaloosa himself. You can spot him because he looks like my brother. He has a, a big beard and big glasses and will happily escort you around the premises. And if you're very nice, 
may even let you pick vinyl. Although I will tell you, putting on hip hop uh, before like dark in Tuscaloosa is generally frowned on. There's like, ah, oh, no, man, it's early. We ain't ready for that. You know, but they've come a long way. So you can go ahead and put that on. They have a fine collection of old vintage uh, sort of country albums that you can put on whilst you watch football, uh, enjoy a couple of delicious craft brews, and then walk, I'm not kidding you, like seven minutes to the stadium. It's very close. So thank you, Drew with City Brewing. It's fantastic. Do you know who has not come a long way? Rutgers. They came a long way back from Nebraska. Okay, that is literally true. And they hung with Nebraska. Like, they didn't win, but I'm pretty sure they covered. I think the spread in that game was 11, and they only lost by 10. So things are going great in Nebraska. Don't worry about it. Do you think Nebraska is the one school that is disappointed that they're not caught up in the FBI? They're like, oh, oh, that would have been perfect. Be like, it's not about football. Be like, yeah, we would have found a way. Don't worry about it. It happened while Mike Riley was here. That counts. Rutgers, though. You have to, okay, you have to play Ohio State. It's how divisions work. And you have to host them every other year because that's how scheduling works. Do you have to do it at 7.30 at night on Big Ten Network? I, somebody else made that choice for you, man. That's not fair. I understand that part of living in 2017 is that we can watch basically anything whenever we want. It's all available to us. We can watch it on our phones. We can watch it on tablets, computers, you know, in a cab, on a fucking plane, whatever. I feel like we've gone too far. I feel like there are some things where we should say, yes, Ohio State is playing Rutgers. For reasons of decency and respect, we won't be airing that game. I enjoy that you vaulted over the only major block of quality games on Saturday. <laughs> just dig right into Rutgers, Ohio State. You just you just pulled some Shoney's Breakfast Bar bullshit where you skip all the meats and everything to get straight to the like half-eaten tub of bacon bits That's at the right. end of the South. That's right. Like, I, I am the waiter bringing you the check, and you wanted dessert, but I didn't ask. <laughs> I didn't ask if you wanted dessert. Just get the fuck out of the restaurant. Dude, you skipped the main course. I need this. <laughs> Here, you got bread. You got bread and butter. That's it. I need this table. Man, I, I really want to listen to Rosa Parks. Nope, we're skipping straight to Mama Cita. <laughs> Fine. Fine. Go back through the afternoon. What, what is the game that you're most looking forward to? It was Rutgers, Ohio State. Actually. Oh, well, shit. We're being, we're being 100. Um, I would. I, the 330 block is great. There's a lot of bitter, a lot of surprising, a lot of potential here. Um, I, I really am looking. I'm intrigued for both reasons of morbid curiosity, genuine intellectual interest, and absolute malice at what could happen when a damaged, dinged, battered, and yet proud Florida State team goes to the cauldron of hatred that is Wake Forest. Wake Forest is undefeated, y'all. Wake Forest has been beating bad teams, but they have been beating them thoroughly. So am I here for the, like, once a decade stunning defeat of Florida State at the hands of the Wake Forest Demon Deacons? Oh, listener, I am. Waiting waiting with money in hand. Take it from me and give me what I want. Is that going to happen? I mean, probably not. Florida State's a much more talented team. Are they in a good place? Uh, psychologically speaking? Spiritually speaking? No. 
no, the Florida State's in a very bad spot right now. They're probably going to have to make some changes in the coaching staff well, after the season. They're also going to North Carolina, so physically they're in a bad spot. Wow. I didn't know you had that Ooh. in you. Most people just slander the Southern Carolina. <laughs> I mean, they, I, 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 I enjoy their meats. The way they the way they cook their meats and the thing the things they put on their meats. I'm 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 just kidding. North Carolina. I, just, I no, it's fine. I just didn't expect it. No, so. I respect the I respect the play fake. I was like, whoa, end around. That's wow. true. That's true. He got us distracted, and, and he's probably stolen our identities in the meantime, because Jason really is a Florida fan, and that's the kind of thing that he would do at this point. So now let's talk about how badly <laughs> the Gators are going to whoop <laughs> Vanderbilt, a team with a ranked win this year. Um, and, and, uh, no other games, just played the one, just the one game. Uh, no, that's, that's not, that's not. At this point, I would like to say at this one, I am feeling a little bit bad for Ralph Webb because he came into the season. I, I mean, he would have needed to have a really fantastic senior year to break the SEC career rushing record, but it was at least on the table and through four games, Vanderbilt's offense has been just dismal. He's he's averaging less than three yards a carry. He's only at 169 yards through those four games. I please don't watch this game. Please, please, please don't watch this game. Please, I'm begging you, don't watch this game. Please. You got me. No problem. Uh, yeah, Georgia at Tennessee. Um, I I. I enjoyed this game because I don't really know what's going to happen. This just feels like the kind of game that now that Georgia came out, made a bold statement by dismantling Mississippi State. Also, after beating Notre Dame in a close game on the road, it would be only logical for them to absolutely botch this game and uh, destroy and not destroy Tennessee. No, right? Like, no. like I... it makes it. Go ahead. I hear what you're saying, and yes, I understand that the SEC East universe works in those ways, but that would be too good for Butch Jones at this point. And I just don't see I, – I, this is not this is not his year. This is not. 2017 is not the year where things go well. So I think we've demonstrated on this show that we – whether we actually tell you who's going to win or not, we can tell you what the vibe will be. You know, we, we can tell you how you'll feel about it, like – uh, a couple weeks ago, Florida, Tennessee, you know, it, it'll, it'll be terrible for 55 minutes and then it'll be dumber than you can possibly believe. Georgia, Tennessee, Georgia coming in as, you know, uh, a big hyped, you know, potential national title team and, you know, Tennessee completely collapsing. We have to get out of this with both sides feeling bad. Mm -hmm. The way to do that is um, Tennessee builds up a huge lead. Georgia comes back and wins. Now, Georgia fans, you know, you're, you're concerned about what Tennessee was able to do against your defense. This looked great so far. Tennessee fans, you're, you know, you just watched Butch Jones top himself yet again. There is another path. I feel bad saying it, but there is. Georgia wins this game easily, let's say, by four touchdowns. Jake Fromm gets injured. Ooh. Georgia, Georgia, Tennessee is the game. Is the game where you win, but you also lose. Isn't Eason coming back pretty soon? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Georgia fans will still be pissed about it. They're just gonna keep 
They're going to keep cycling through these white Jakes. They got another one. I'm sure there's another few. Jake Busey's on the team? Yeah, man, he looks great. 38, getting a grad degree. MFA. Put him, on, put him out there. Stand tall in that pocket, Jake. Loved you in Starship Troopers. Jake, Jake Giddis is on the team? Yeah, it's weird. He got his nose cut with a switchblade. But he's still investigating the case of the Tennessee defense. Amazing. Tennessee will not win this game. It just won't happen. I appreciate that Spencer is willing to entertain it as a possibility, but also math. So, yeah, math is math is math's kind of in the way of Butch Jones doing anything in this game. Night shift. I don't know. I got some respect for this night shift. People saying how bad it is, how lackluster it is. Hey, there's, you know, I got palatable entertainment at 8 p.m. Eastern. Clemson's going to Virginia Tech. People are just going to, when they look at this, they'll go, oh, man, Bud Foster. Well, I mean, Bud Foster doesn't play defense. He only coaches it, y'all. In that, addition to that. To be clear, that's not his choice. He would have no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, no. No, big, big, big boy would be out there with the neck roll if he could. <laughs> <laughs> and a lip in, right? Be like, wow, man, that guy made a real good tackle for a guy that runs a six eight. But yeah, we got some decent stuff. We got some decent stuff in the late shift, including at six p.m. Eastern. Oh yeah, you got you got Mississippi State at Auburn. I love this game because uh, we got both teams with a loss already. They're hurt. They're wounded animals. Auburn still really sort of doesn't have, you know, like a functional offense. That means they'll probably have like five hundred yards this game, right? Because I just when Mississippi State plays Auburn, nothing normal, accustomed, or um, predictable really ever happens. This is the rivalry that produced three two. I firmly believe that everybody will leave uh, bruised, confused, and not entirely pleased with what happened. Which means for the neutral bystander, outstanding entertainment. If you want to talk rivalry, I mean, I mean, there's another there's another SEC game happening right around there. That's an even bigger SEC rivalry. Yeah, do it. Rip it. Time. Go for it. The biggest rivalry Go. in the state of Texas, South Carolina, Texas A&M. <laughs> A&M's lifelong most hated rival. There's a trophy. There's um, That's about it. That's all you need. Hardware. Some tactile to exchange with your hands. Well, I mean, Longhorns, makes, never heard of them. It makes sense because, you know, a man of agriculture would hate a Gamecock. Because a Gamecock is somebody... That's somebody who refuses to, to stick to the farm. He wants to be out there fighting. No, nah, man, your job is to wake me up. You can't be up all night fighting. Then I'm not going to wake up and do the farming. Oh, I hate you, Gamecock. You're ruining my life. See? Bad blood. Deep bad blood. <laughs> Oceans. I did bad. actually have the Pork thought versus beef. During, the, during the solar eclipse, mm -hmm. I did have the thought when the sun was completely covered by the moon at one point watching it in North Carolina and it covered it up and it got dark and the roosters started crowing all around us. There was like three or four of them. They all started crowing because they thought it was getting dark. And I was like, God, it's a stupid animal. And then I waited a beat and I was like, go Gamecocks, baby. Go Gamecocks. <laughs> what better to represent? It's time. You're sitting it's time. <laughs> Is there somebody in the state of South Carolina who has that to accustom to, to like accompany their roosters in the morning? There has to be somebody who yes. at 615 when the light starts to break, right? When the rooster steps on a 
pressure sensitive piece of wood in the coop, right? Somebody has to have that. And then. Every Sunday morning. (laughs) Every morning. No, there's somebody in, in South Carolina who is about that. Guarantee you. Complete with Sandstorm at the end. Probably sung by his wife who has to sing that every morning like Leonard. This is, of course, the rivalry where A&M defiled and contorted that very beloved anthem uh, and at practice after beating after beating the Gamecocks. Played, played, at practice and laughed at it. That sacred song, that, that hymn, that piece of holy music. You, you can't take that, Gamecocks. Will Muschamp, you're so pissed about that. How before you showed up, you're still mad. He, I mean, there's nothing Will Muschamp can't be mad about. That, that's, a, that's another fantastic thing about South Carolina and their rivalry with everybody that no matter who walks in the door, all of those people from South Carolina who are probably who are probably like universally opposed culturally to like them Euro sissies with the fancy techno and their medicine that keeps people from being sick and literacy and can't take a gun into a sauna. Yeah. That, that they're all rocking out to like the rude that they're all like, you know what? That fin can put it down. I only own one techno song one and it's the rude sandstorm. Don't you dare kneel during sandstorm. Don't you dare. <laughs> Take a knee during sandstorm. Someone do it. I dare you. The worm dune died for died for this song. So here's what I like about the, this rivalry game. They've played it three times, and for South Carolina, it's pretty much the same every time. They lose. They like score some, but not nearly enough. Texas A&M is sort of it's you go through it, and it's sort of like. Um, an element that's reducing it's it's got a half life of a year first time they played AM scored 52 points next year 35 points last year 24 points so we are oh. slowly re- i mean in 10 years this is going to be a game where AM somehow scores negative 12 points and you're not going to be sure how but you're like well that's what science said had to happen folks when, when these two get together you throw out the record books just because you don't understand what's in them because it doesn't make any sense Old Miss Alabama is not going to be a thing, is it? Oh no. God! Oh God! No. The the no. the line in that isn't it like twenty eight points or something like that? Like just something mm-hmm. you should never see in an SEC game, like in a in a in a in a conference game involving a team with you know four star athletes at some positions and all that. Yeah. If it does, if it does, though. That means we have the season's most delicious result, which is a transitive Cal win over Alabama. More like Calabama. Oh, no. Suck it. We got Nobel Prizes, Alabama. I'm hoping it happens. Topple in the Bear Bryant statue. The the, the Antifa Bears. Antifa. Did it. <laughs> Berkeley Antifa it. Bears. Just Justin Wilcox. Justin Wilcox over there coaching in a gas mask. <laughs> Cal plays Oregon this week, which 
That's a game. Yeah. Oh god damn it. No, that's, that's, god that's damn a straight it, up shit's game. Kicking at ten thirty. Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna it's watch. Not gonna be You're gonna watch it. Three. You're gonna watch. So twenty four hours after USC and Washington State are goofing around at two thirty a.m. Eastern, Cal and Oregon will be doing the same. Colorado State and Hawaii will be in the third fucking quarter. Man, it's gonna be a weekend. Which game? Jason, okay, I'm excited now. Okay, what's what yeah. what what game is going? What stadium is going to have uh, worse attendance percentage? Colorado at UCLA for the start of the game, or Georgia Tennessee Georgia at Tennessee at the end of the game? Mm. Well, I'm um, gonna go, I'm gonna go uh, UCLA. Have Georgia fans. Yeah, Spencer, you go first. I'm I'm just betting UCLA because of Rose Bowl traffic. So, there, I, Rose Bowl traffic's undefeated. Jason. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think Georgia Tennessee will be better populated just because once Georgians show up, brother, they're impossible to get rid of. Shit, they're in the walls. They, they're just they're just there. Before we end. We put out a call where the FBI, um, yeah, okay, New York's not a college football town. I'll admit it. And this, I, I can say that with confidence because the FBI, in light of this, uh, these arrests that they put out throughout college basketball, they opened up a tip line. They said that they want relevant, I believe they, they put that in caps, information called into this tip line. If you know anything untoward happening, in college athletics. If you if you know of anything, I don't know, that might not be above board. Hard to imagine, I know. So we asked you to tell us what you're calling the FBI's snitching hotline to report about your rival. Y'all have some thoughts. Jason or Spencer, if y'all want to start with one, please do. I like this one from uh, Chris Gates. Dana Holgerson took down the Bellagio in Ocean's Eleven. I was with you up until the last few words. If you said a uh, Circle K or a Stuckies, I would absolutely believe it. Mm-hmm. I enjoy this one from at beer underscore nye. It's not really a claim. It says I'd called her out on Michigan, but they haven't been a part of any ring, any kind of ring since 1997. Wow. Woo. Woo. Drag them. Um, from Jacob Manley at Jacob the Manley. Butch Jones is a UC plant in a desperate attempt to get Tennessee kicked out of the SEC so Cincinnati can take its place. I like it. I like it. Uh, from from Morgan, Miss Flood on Twitter. Again, a, a lot of Pitt fans. A lot of Pitt fans want to do some snitching. Uh, Penn State scheduled Akron for 12 weeks in a row. This is true and accurate. James Franklin said so. Uh, this is from at LT Water Malone. LSU turned the old Mike the Tiger into corn dogs. Okay, listen. <laughs> if they did, would that be so bad? It's what he wanted. Yeah, I mean, they probably did the thing where they say, "Mike, we thank you for you know for for giving for giving us the sacrifice of of corn dogs." I mean, the LSU fan corn dog thing, like that's 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 a silly old internet thing. But if they actually did it, respect. This is this one makes me mad. The alt chef, dude, three thousand. Barry Alvarez wears loafers without socks, and it's gross. A picture is attached. In reply, <laughs> Andrew Chapman. At HAP84, buddy, let me tell you about Jim McElwain. There's a picture of Jim McElwain also wearing loafers without socks. And I'm looking between these two photos. And they're both just sort of leaning back in a chair, showing way too much ankle because, and I'm just wondering, like, 
is Jim McElwain past Barry Alvarez? Is that a thing? Is Jim McElwain going to end up the athletic director at Florida and keep coaching bowl games? Is that a thing? Yeah. Yeah, that, that's, yep. that's, yep. Oh, right, that's though. Oh, great. That's totally a, a, a thing. How about this one from, from Andrew Weibel? Weeble? Wibble. One of those. Poyo Picante on Twitter. Harbaugh uses the Purdue locker room as his personal S&M dungeon. Which, so, you know, over the past week, Harbaugh and Purdue have, have, have barked at each other over the quality of Purdue's locker rooms. You know, maybe the whole thing is Harbaugh just doesn't want to, uh, just doesn't want to let on what, what he did with those, those, those filthy, shabby, very, very bad, naughty locker rooms. I think Purdue um, took the wrong course in responding. I mean, look, they took the sensible course in responding to uh, Jim Harbaugh's complaints. They were like, actually, you know, we let everybody know that we don't have air conditioning in locker rooms, so we can help you, and we have medical facilities and whatever. And I think the answer should have just been, yeah, it's Purdue. It's perfectly engineered. <laughs> just hit him with the, hey, what do you want? What do you, what do you want? It's, huh? I mean, it's, hey. sort of, it's, it's sort of like, it's sort of like uh, sending a complaint email to Spirit Airlines. I assume that if you do that, they just auto-respond, yeah, we're Spirit Airlines. Yeah, it's going to suck. I don't know. What did you think? We just charged you a dollar to read this email. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.